Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I am back. 
your probation. Well, what did it mean to you to violate your probation? That would be pretty it, rough on the average person. It didn't bother me. I, so why it didn't just it, happened. Why didn't it bother you? Would it bother the average person? Well, I'm not the average person. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Split Bite. They're a four-piece metallic hardcore band from Bergen, Norway. The song you just heard was Forgotten Place. It's from their new EP, 404 Ends, which drops June 9th. That's next week. It's coming out on Loyal Blood Records, which is a record ran by Ingve Anderson of Blood Command. So if you're familiar with Blood Command... You know you might get a little eccentric here on his record label, but this is kind of straightforward, straight up metallic hardcore. And uh, I like what I hear. It's a, it's a four or five song debut EP. Let's see here. One, two, three, four. It looks like five. It looks like five songs on four or four ends. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool, like you just heard. Uh, maybe some, would you call it knocked loose sounding stuff there? Maybe a little code orange. Uh, this era's version of metallic hardcore i should say and i think done pretty well if you like what you heard be on the lookout for it 404 ends by split bite i I should describe the name a little bit though it will be in the show notes that's split slash slash bite backslash backslash bite uh i don't like when people bands do this but i appreciate when they still sound good and split bite does so Check them out, June 9th, 404 Ends on Royal Blood Records. All right, what's happening on this episode of the podcast? Not quite metallic, hardcore, but definitely in the realm? Because it's metalcore, it's unearthed, it's Trevor Phipps back for his second appearance on Getting It Out podcast, and the first in six years, maybe? It's been a while. I talked to Trevor when their last album Extinctions dropped, and that's when I was very new to podcasting, and hopefully this one is better than that one. You be the judge. But first, here's Hot Zone. Check it! tell by my voice that I'm sick again. What is this, man? I know, I know, I know I'm a little too uh, fond of the pandemic, something that was so tragic for so many people. I feel like it's come up a lot lately when I'm talking to bands in the middle of interviews when uh, I say how much I loved the pandemic. And it's true. It's, I'm, I'm its biggest fan. I want it back. One of the reasons uh, despite the worldwide <laughs> death and destruction and uh, people getting sick all over the place, I didn't get sick once. And now that I've been going back to work for, let's say, a year and three months last March, I get sick like every month. I'm exaggerating, but it feels like it. And uh, I got I got a thing going on right now and I don't like it very much. I'm drinking I'm drinking uh, tea this morning and uh, that's a problem. I want to have coffee and I can't because my voice isn't really working. My throat's not opening up. I don't know what it is, man. I need to have 
I need to, I need to be able to do what I need to do. And part of what I need to do is this. I need to talk to you and then go to work and not talk to anybody as best as I can. Uh, I need to be ready to cheer for the Miami Heat tonight in the first game of the NBA playoffs. I think it's tonight. It should be tonight. If it's not, they should do it tonight. Go Jimmy Butler. This one's going to be in Denver. No surprise if the Heat pull off a game one victory as they have in all their series so far. We'll see. It's weird to be just, uh, no, you know what? It's not weird. It's nice to just be rooting for a player. I guess I do that every year. Who won last year? Well, no, I wanted the Warriors to beat the Celtics the year before that. Was that the Bucks? I wanted Giannis to win the year before that. I think it was, I think that was Miami and uh, LA for the Lakers. And I wanted the Lakers to win because I'm a LeBron fan and I was anti Jimmy at the time because he had just left the Sixers in a pile of rubbish. So I've come around. I've come around. Things change. You can change. If I can change, then you can change and we can all do better. And hopefully, like I mentioned on the opening of this episode of the podcast, this interview with Trevor Phipps is better than the last one. I don't remember anything bad about the last one. I just remember I wasn't very good at it. And some might argue that I'm still not very good at it. And uh, I'd allow that argument. But I think I know a little bit more about what to do, what to say, what to ask, what not to ask. Last time I hammered him on the metalcore genre for a while. I don't think we did that once. But let's talk about the metalcore genre. What is your favorite metalcore record? I'm going to guess very quickly that it's not a good one. Based on nothing. I don't know. Um, but this is my favorite. The Wretched, the Ruinous is my favorite unearth record yet. And I don't mean that with any hyperbole. I really do think that. I've listened to a lot of their records over the last couple of weeks. Most of their records are the ones that I loved before and like now. And uh, this one beats them all. So that's very cool. It charted pretty high, uh, if that means anything to you. Number six on the current hard rock music albums. I'd like to see the rest of that list. Don't know what it is. Let's What's some other rankings? Number 25 on record label independent current albums. Okay. Number 27, current digital albums. That seems like a good one. Number 35, digital albums. What does that mean? What's the difference? I guess uh, the current digital albums probably doesn't include thriller and the best of the eagles remember when the best of the eagles was like always selling a million records probably still is what is that who's buying that a million like more than a million it's like tons of people buy that record pretty impressive go eagles not those eagles the other eagles the philadelphia eagles philadelphia sports yes the sixers just hired nick nurse as their coach what does it do for me nothing and I don't really care about the coach coaching hire at this point. I was hoping for maybe a new name, but it's an old name. And it's one who uh, famously complained about the Sixers, especially Joel Embiid quite frequently. So whatever. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Let's not worry about them for now. Let's go back to talking about medical. I think my favorite medical record, and this might be a little cliche, would be Poison the Wells opposite of December. Doesn't that record have a really long title, actually? But then, of course, if you include metallic hardcore in the metalcore discussion, do we do that? I don't think that we do. If we did, it would be Marauder's Master Killer. I know it's like become a cliche and kind of stupid thing to say about how good that record is, but it's absolutely true. There's, there's no denying it. I would stack that metallic hardcore record up against literally all of the rest of them. There is nothing that will top it. 
ever. It can't be. Can't be done. Anyway, this isn't about Marauder. This isn't about Metalcore. It's not about Metallic Hardcore. It is about a Metalcore band with Metallic Hardcore elements. This is about Unearth and my conversation with Trevor Phipps, their vocalist, as they were getting ready to play Philadelphia at the Brooklyn Bowl, supporting the Halo Effect with High Command opening. That's the tour they were currently on. I'm not sure where they're at now on the road at this point, who they're with, what date it is. Wait, it is. It is June 1st. That's important to know. June 1st. So I think they're actually off the road at this point, having just played Milwaukee Metal Fest, having a well-deserved break and then getting back out to Europe. So if in your, if you're in Europe, let this be the uh, precursor to going to see them show. This is your this is your homework. I don't know that I used English there in the last couple of seconds, but I did my best. But if I go to Europe, it doesn't really matter. Anyway, enough of me talking. Let's play a track from The Wretched, The Ruinous. Let's play the song, the title track, The Wretched, The Ruinous. This song actually rules.
talked a couple years ago when we were talking about the extinctions record, and now you just dropped the wretched, the ruinous. You're out on tour. You've been out on tour for like a few weeks, right? Because you just wrapped up something else too. Yeah, it's pretty heavy touring time for us. We did all of April in uh, in Europe, headline a tour there, uh, and then we were home for one week, and then we drove out to start this tour. Um, went out here. To, to, the tour actually started May fourth. Um, so yeah, we left on the first, and we get home on the 29th. And we're home for two weeks, and we fly to Europe again for a festival season. Uh, there for two and a half, just under three weeks, and then we're home for two days. Then we fly to Texas for four co-headlining shows with uh, Bleeding Through, and uh, yeah, we're really busy just to uh, support this record. Is that the way you prefer it to be around an album release? But yeah, I mean, it's it's good to get in front of people and push push the, the new songs and uh, give the record the best chance of uh, of success. Um, and uh, we haven't scored this heavily in quite some time, so it's it's, it's good to get out here. It's, uh, it's tough uh, missing the kids at home, um, but uh, it, it is good to, to to support this record at the same time. So it's there's a push and a pull there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, the obviously. COVID fucked everything up for everybody. That was, but that was a couple of years ago. Now I tell myself the other day, I got to stop even bringing it up that it happened. It happened. It's over. No more talking about it. Right. But I, I have to assume some of this record, the rest of the ruin has came from that era. Right. Yeah. I mean, the bulk of the record was written uh, during COVID. So uh, Buzz was actually able to focus quite a bit on kind of expanding his abilities and guitar and just kind of pushing uh, outside of comfort zone and writing. And um, it made for different sounding on Earth records. It's still on Earth for sure, but yeah. some new elements in there, which helped me, which helped me open up and, and be a different vocalist. But all that time away from playing live, we got to kind of hone our craft and and, and get better as players and writers. And um, I mean, I, I got to add different 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 vocal styles on there as well that I was working on all the time. And I, I opened up a little bit of extinctions. Uh, but I pushed it even further on this record, and uh, I think that time at home, while the world was going to hell, uh, was you know beneficial to our playing and writing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, can, I totally hear in the record what you're talking about, and I noticed that you're doing a couple things different there. I noticed the there, there's a lot of things I noticed about this record, which I know is not saying a lot, but but saying but you know barely saying anything, but uh, but I but I might be. Maybe it's just because I'm excited about it, but it might already be my favorite Unearth record, and right there. And that's not—it's weird to hear too, because you typically don't hear. I mean, I've been an Unearth fan since the Endless EP, right? So I've been with you the whole time. Um, and oh, yeah. and uh, I don't ex- I like I, the day the day the Wretched the Ruinous came out. I texted a couple of friends of mine who were from the same era, you know, same age, early forties, late thirties, right? And I was like, dude. Does anybody like I can't believe and I said to them and I don't mean this in a negative way, of course, I said, I can't believe how good this new on earth record is like, like, like blew me away. And I keep going back to it and uh, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. So so uh, I think it's really cool that you guys have been able to put out such a solid record this far along. That's that seems like somehow like an on earth record, but a little bit different, too. Well, I think bands always try to get better. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's our best record. I always say that when we, we put out a record, because you get so emotionally invested in the album that you you always think it's your best because you, you put so much energy and thought and, and passion into those songs. 
But I really do think that we tapped into something. I think adding the, the extra elements, the different dynamics, um, just making all around better songs. I mean, we're always trying to write the better songs. This one, I think we took some, some leaps forward and uh, we're really, really proud of the record. Uh, and we actually cut two two very strong songs from the record that you know we'll probably see released on something, uh, maybe a seven inch or something, because uh, they were great songs that I could see on the record. Uh, they just didn't make it. You know, we had to vote two out. We, our, the, the objective is always to keep it to 10 or 11 songs yeah. in just under four minutes. We, we feel like that's a sweet spot for listening to a record. Um, everyone's attention spans are kind of shorter. If you want to keep it under 40 minutes, we don't want a 19 song record because it can be your best material, but if it's too much to digest, people kind of reject it. Like, yeah, whatever, sure. too long a record. Uh, so we have that in mind. You know, so last one, the extinctions was about the same exact length in time of the record. So that's that's our objective. But yeah, man, I, I appreciate your, your words on it. I do think it's, it's one of our strongest to date. And I think it's our most dynamic. And um, because it has the most dynamic to it, I think it's our heaviest record because we go extra heavy on some parts and it seem even heavier because of the melodic part before it. You know, that's that's a that's a formula kind of tried and true over time. But I think we came at it in a, at a, uh, at a, in a unique way. And yeah, the songs really hit. Yeah, and that's I think that's the unique way that you're doing it. I think is what stands out to me most about it, because, well, I know I mean obviously there was a there was a member change here. This is the first album without Ken, right? That's correct. Yeah, Ken Ken did play on a couple songs that didn't make the record. Um, okay, too much. Um, he wanted to go one way, we want to go the other way. So good luck to him and his uh, endeavors. Well, the the first track, I think it's the first track, the self title or the uh, the title track. You got a well placed go in there, which I know is uh, as those are those got to be as like all right. I have a lot of questions about just when and where to use the well placed go. We know where it comes from, right? And we know the different the different ones who have been the best, right? There's of course a lot of it comes from hardcore, but then at the gates did it and kind of made it a whole different thing and now you threw one in here it can't be the first time you've thrown one in is there no i have goes in other songs um for right. sure but this one was just it was obvious and that go is actually will putney's idea to put there he's like yeah. just just oh are you sure they just say it right there um i actually wanted to say go um or say something before the solo and into the abyss but because the record was already littered with sounds you know vocal you know a vocal uh cue before like a solo or something um well it's like no i'll just leave that one be so there was uh there's actually talk that goes into these things you know i i i know there had to be right if because because if not you just be we'd just be putting them everywhere they'd be in because it's so cool and simple but but what makes them good is when they're when they're exact when they're precise when they're where they need to be and that you got you got one in here that's it's a nice touch what is is this the eighth? Eight, is that read correctly? Eighth full length. It's eighth, eighth full length record, and we have two EPs. Two EPs, eighth full length record, and I said, like I said, I think, I think I've been around for almost all of it's almost twenty five years as a band, right? Or is it twenty five years? I mean, year wise, it's twenty five. We we formed in August of ninety eight. First show is mm-hmm. September of ninety eight. So it's it's almost twenty five years if you count the months. But yeah. 25 years. So 25 years, 10 records, let's say, um, released. What, what what do you look forward to like when you're coming up to a record release? Like, 
because you've done it so many times in, in several different ways over the years. Like, what do you, what is your, do you have like a little ritual with the release of a record? Is there something in particular that you look forward to each time? I mean, we're looking to support it and tour and play as many places as possible. Um, and then, you know, of course, to do something like this, to do press, to talk about it, uh, trying to adapt to all the different social medias that are out every time we put out a record. Because that's, that, that landscape is always changing. So there's things we have to focus on. We, yes, we write aggressive, heavy music, and it's not on mainstream radio. Uh, but of course, we want to it's to, to to be as big as it can be, and just to have as much success as possible playing music that we love. So of course, we're we're gonna want to tour. We're gonna push it with with uh, things to do with press online, everything. So that 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 is all uh, and uh, at full force around the, around the release of a record. Yeah. Well, I, I asked this because I have two guys who actually live in my neighborhood who have been playing in metalcore bands for the same amount of time ish, 20 years and have never had a real job because they've been able to do this. Is that the case for you too? Do you work or do you work a, a normal job or is unearth your job? Um, unearth is my job, but uh, when I first when I, uh, started having kids, uh, so 2013, yeah. um, they decided to buy a home and everything. You have different expenses, you know, instead of renting an apartment that, you know, all things are different now. The whole landscape of the world is different than it was, you know, 10 right. years ago. Um, but yeah, so uh, I would uh, pick, I would pick up odd jobs, make sure I had enough money to pay the bills. And then uh, around 2015, I found Uber and that mm. was very helpful because yeah. um, you can work whenever you want, home from tour, hop on an app whenever you're free. Uh, but then for during the pandemic, I, I worked at UPS for a little while, uh, driving, which is great. Um, but then, then I started working for a merch company called Downright Merch. And I, I had that job for over two years. Um, and so we started touring full time. It's like you can't you can't really tour full time and have this position with really high, high, uh, high intensity position. So you know, I, I stopped working there. Um, but it was a good, a good, it was a good opportunity to kind of branch out and, you know, try different things while we couldn't, we weren't allowed to tour. So, uh, that was, that was a fun job to have. Uh, but, you know, my, my main passion for work is to tour with Unearth and uh, we're touring heavily now. Good, good. That's great. Um, the And that's that's what I thought, too. I mean, obviously, you got to fill the gaps in where, where needed. I was listening to this record a lot, like I said. It's been out now for a couple of weeks, I guess, fifth, the fifth. So three-ish weeks, maybe two, two and change, whatever. Um, two and change. The, uh, I, know it was, I know it was a single, but one of the songs that really that really stuck out to me was dawn of the militant and i don't know maybe it's just because of the word militant but i'm getting like some earth crisis vibes with that one and uh is that I don't know, am i missing here or is that or do you do you think that's in there uh i mean earth crisis is one of my favorite bands of all time uh carl carl is definitely a vocal influence for me uh especially on destroy the machines i think that that vocal performance is it's next level he's he's uh a is a poet. He does a lot of research. And he has a great. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But so much passion and that heavy voice. Um, so yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Breath Crisis. Uh, but I didn't name the name, I didn't name the song after uh, anything about Earth Crisis. Just the, the song title came from just the lyrics. Uh, I could have called that song something else, but um, it just it just came to me that way. But yeah, that song is a song drenched in thrash and, and heavy hardcore. And yeah. uh, it's that's that's that one that one kills live too. So it's um it's so far it's a it's a favorite to play off off new record. Nice. Well, how how since you have so much material to pick from and people know a lot of unearthed stuff, when you got a new record like this, a brand new record like this, how much are you working in from the wretched, the ruinous on your tour dates right now? So right now we're we're doing we're rotating all this. Uh, we play the wretched Brutus the first single every night, mm-hmm. and we we were doing towards the end of our headlining tour. We were doing all four singles every night, um, but the headlining tour ended three days ago. Now we met up with uh, the Halo Effects. We only get forty minutes, and that's that's really difficult. And we have eight records, yeah. two EPs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's only eight songs we get to play in forty minutes. So. Um, uh, it's really difficult to to, to uh, pick a set list, mm-hmm. uh, but we're we're playing at least two from the new record each night. Last night we did three, um, but we'll see. And then as as the, as the album cycle goes on, I, I like to work on other songs. Uh, I really like Eradicator. I want to play that one live. Uh, I want to play Broken Arrow live. I like to play all of them live. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think I think they all would translate well in a live setting. Um, it just depends on how they do. Uh, the feedback we get online is also important. People write to us on any of our socials. Um, we take that into account. Like, oh, people are asking for this one a lot. Let's, let's, let's try this one out for a few shows. So that, that stuff is important. So if bands want to write to us, it's on all the socials there are that I can think of, it's all unearthed official. So people write to us directly and we'll, 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 we'll see those messages. Awesome. Well, Broken Arrow is one that I really like from, from it too. And not just because I'm a... Christian Slater fan or anything. Was that him? Christian Slater? Was was he Broken Arrow? Was he? I don't I know. know. Who was Broken Arrow? I think it was, John I think, it, yeah, it was Travolta, but I'm trying to think who the other guy was, you know, because I think I mixed up them and Face Off. I think I mixed up Broken Arrow and Face Off. Maybe it was Nicolas Cage. What the fuck? I'm getting one of them wrong. I could, I could be the wrong one, but. It's not, it's not, it's not named after the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, it could have been, you know, if you never told me that I could have kept it that way, but all right. <laughs> but, but uh, speaking of what, you know, you, you went into a little bit about Dawn of the Militant um, and we know that one's not about the movie. Is there an overlying theme to the songs on the wretched, the ruinous? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, it is a concept record. It's about the environmental crisis we're, we're living through. And so it touches on what's happening today, uh, how I see it. And, is also my predictions of what's going to happen in the future. And those two songs uh, are both about the wars that we'll, we'll, we'll face. Uh, Don Nielsen is about when, uh, you know, humans by nature are very um, protective of their own. When the countries start to lose their natural resources, they're going to go to war with other countries. And once these wars get amplified and, you know, two nations step in that have 
um, enough firepower in nuclear weapons to destroy each other uh, in the majority of the world, that's when we're getting into the real thick of it. That's going to take out the majority of the the human race before the climate crisis does. Because we'll get desperate. We'll get we'll we'll need these things. We're going to we're going to fight for them. Um, Broken Arrow was another song about nuclear weapons. And that one is particularly about what happened a lot when the Cold War was in, in full effect. There was a lot of nukes being made and humans uh, are a creature that has many faults and we have lost um, thousands of nuclear weapons. They're they're unaccounted for. Some may be stolen, some there were accidents. Um, There's not unaccounted for weapons that are out there. So let's say they get in the wrong hands and we ramp up this, um, our differences again. And there's another cold war. It's like, just just like what's happening with uh, Russia and Ukraine. it's starting to get bad again. Uh, humans are at odds. What if there's more weapons made? What if they get, get lost, get in a terrorist hands? Then it's a broken arrow. Uh, I know it's, it's a it's a puppy. It's, 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 it's a puppy. It's a more uplifting uh, song. It's more of a heavy rocker for us. Um, but it's, it's a very dark theme song. Yeah. Well, I think that I think a lot of times that's that's the best way to deliver <laughs> those those type of subjects. And I think I, I mean I I think I understood what the, the theme of the concept of was the record and I one of the things that I really like that adds to it is I don't know if it was made exactly for, or spe- especially for it but the art the artwork I'm looking at over here on this other screen from Alex Zagule that's good did did he did he do this specifically for the record or is this a piece that you saw and wanted to incorporate for, with for it? the record so uh, I sent him. I mean, we were, we we're fans of his art and just kill, killer work. And I sent him the lyrics and the record uh, before it was released, you know, well, well, well before it was in people's ears. And uh, uh, he came up with that and we loved it from the start. And we just, we, we let him go. We didn't, we didn't give him any direction. Just said, you know, you're a great artist. Your vision, just, just run with it. Uh, he delivered, uh, it could be our best cover. I, I like all the covers. Um, I know, uh, Richie Beckett did a great job on uh, Watch's Rule as well. That was all hand-drawn. Uh, but Alex has the most complete concepts for this record. Uh, he's delivered all our single art and our, and, our, and our whole merch line for this album. So it's the first time we've ever done this, like a specific artist for everything. And uh, he's, he's doing a great job. Yeah, it looks everything everything looks great. And it's interesting that you say that like, you worked with a lot of different people over the years because I think Unearth Art, I don't want to say it all. It doesn't definitely doesn't look the same, but it, it, like you've you've kept your, I don't know. It seems like you've kept it uh, an aesthetic with the band, which I know is important to some people. Maybe not so much the other. Is is the visual as important to Unearth? Has that changed at all from before? Was it more before, less before? Like, what's how much work do you put into? I think, I think it's more now. I mean, before we just kind of went on the personality of the band. Um, and we always wanted a, a strong cover, uh, yeah. but we always feel like we didn't have a a direction with merch. Really, uh, we just kind of did what you know, we, we just have random ideas and we asking artists to do it. This is the first record we have a focused merch line that is all about the record. It's all in a very similar um, color scheme um, and kind of same mood. And it's I think it's helping to keep more focus on this record. And it's uh, it's it's. You're always learning. You're always adjusting. You know, we're 25 years in. This is, you know, we've adjusted and learned that this is a better way to do it. 
and we're seeing that the people are reacting to it better. They're buying more of the album album t-shirts. Um, and it's 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 been successful. So it's, uh, I like I like tying the the the, the image in with, with 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 the music. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the, the success of the record so far, and of course not numbers, but how has the feedback been? from your perspective your vantage point it's been overwhelmingly positive um yeah. i feel more more uh more excitement and more words uh being spoken about this record than i have in in many years and uh it's 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 something that we we, we all love to see it's something you always strive for um but it's, it's exciting man we're, we're getting you know there's more eyes on us right now than there has been a long time uh, and that's that's what happens with music man you have to, you have to be at the front of the pack when you put out a record. You have, you have to really, you know, put out something that people are, are they, they want to hear. There's so much competition out there. And that's what that's what got us going in, in the early days was just so much friendly competition in Massachusetts with bands like us, Shadows Fall, Kill Switch, All Remains, The Red Chord. We all came up together and it was friendly. We were all friends. We were pushing each other to be better. And so there's so much music out there now that we have, we have to keep getting better or else we won't be able to do this. Um, and so it's, it's exciting to feel like you're writing better music and people also hearing it that way. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, and I, I think it's cool when bands with your longevity start to see such, such good return this far in. Cause it's, 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 it's excellent. It's great to hear just out of my curiosity. You mentioned a lot of bands from back then, uh, a lot, most of them, no, most of them, half of them maybe still doing it. What are you listening to though? Like day to day, what are you listening to? What's on your headphones? Um, when I'm listening to, to heavy music, uh, I'm listening to a lot Any, of anything. When you listen to anything, like I'm just curious, what you listen to most? What I listen to most, uh, my favorite artists that are on constant spin for me is Spirit of Drift. Um, okay. I really yeah. like their heavy rock and metal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, uh, I listen to a lot of the White Buffalo. I've been listening to him for. Uh, 14 years now he's unreal he's uh he's like an americana folk artist um he's got all sorts of influences there's a, there's a lot of tom waits um there's a lot of richie havens it's really it's really cool blend of the music yeah um, I, I couldn't recommend the white buffalo enough i saw him at a concert recently he's, he's awesome uh there's an old school country guy that's, that's new not new young i think he's about yeah. 30. <laughs> his, his, his name is colter wall Mm-hmm. And he's, it's it's great. It's throwback nineteen sixties era. Real deep voice, music. real deep voice, real real yeah. you know gnarly. Um, sounds like he smokes cigars. <laughs> he does dip. Does it sound? He's he's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's not this pop country that you hear in the radio. It's completely different. Uh, so mm-hmm. those are the two non-metal artists I like a lot. But there's a lot of killer bands. I like, as fugitive. I think they're killer. Creeping Death is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, years ago, I was, I was really getting into Power Trip and uh, Knocked Loose. It's all Texas bands so far. You're saying, but Texas yeah, has got something going, Texas. huh? Texas is the new Massachusetts. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know each, each state. I know that uh, Pennsylvania is having a, a bunch of good bands coming out now too. We just took out one plastic silence. They're from uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. And that band, that band kills. And uh, I, I highly recommend them. That's great. That's great. I love, I love hearing, you know, I talk to a lot of, uh, I talk to people all the time doing this, but you know, over 300 episodes now over six years. And a lot of times I ask people that and they just say, oh, I just listen to the same old shit, which is, I do too. Right. But it's always cool to hear bands that are actually out there actively on the road talking about listening to n- new music and different music. Um, that, so I, I so I appreciate that. 
every band can fall into that trap. And I've heard uh, bands have, have that same answer, like you said, like, oh, you know, it's just stuff I grew up listening to, listen to the same stuff. But around 2015, when Power Trip in like 2016 knocked loose, when they came out, something happened in the underground. It felt like the early 2000s again. Like these are new bands that were killing and doing really well. And it seemed to inspire a wealth of other young bands to start killing again. And so there was, again, it was maybe this friendly competition thing happening. And that, that inspired us, the band. Like, oh man, this this is happening again. It's it's exciting. And so it inspired us. And these bands are actually really good. And so then you get re-inspired. So now you're mixing your writing style with the stuff you came up with and everything that's come after it. Because you're excited about what's happening in modern music. And I, I think that's, that's helped our career. Yeah, 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 I, I, I imagine. And... I'm sure you've had to have seen people, a lot of people come and go right into the, the heavy music world, whatever you want to call it, hardcore metal, metal, hard metalcore, whatever, fuck it, come in and out like generations, honestly, um, because I have just as a fan seen it. Um, but so so that brings me to a question I like to ask, being that you've been a band for 25 years, you got 10 records out there. If somebody's getting into Unearth now, where would you want them to start? Um Right now, I want yeah. them to start with with, with with the new record. So I think it's our, our best material. Um, I think it's the most dynamic too. I think it's it's going to catch people's ear the most. Um, secondly, uh, I would I would recommend the Oncoming Storm because um, that was the record that that broke us through. We were already a full time touring band when that came out in '04, but it it set us, it set us apart. We were we were kind of a mid level band, and then that record came out, and all of a sudden, all these opportunities came. Because um, the record was received very well, and so that that one is kind of tried and true. A bunch of those songs have never left our set list because they're fan favorites. So that, that that one I would recommend as well. That's funny because today I went back. I was like, I, I'm going to listen to old Unearth stuff, and I put on Stings. And when I go from this to st- when I go from Wretched to Stings, I'm like, all right. I like stings, but it sucks compared to this. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like when you, when you put them side by side, it's like, wow, like nostalgia and all that is great. That's cool. And, and like, I like it alone, but when you sit them side by side, you just see how much better of a band you are now. And it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing. And right after that, I went to the oncoming storm. Cause I remember actually going the day oncoming storm came out, going to the mall, to the FYE to buy the CD. Um, that was the first one on metal blade, right? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I remember like it was it was available everywhere. I didn't have to find a fucking place that carried eulogy stuff. So I went and, you know, got got that. But so and but anyway, but it's 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 just cool how how different and better what you're doing now is. And of course, I mean that with a full compliment. Yeah, uh, it's, it's funny to hear those records. Um, production was much different back then. Yeah. Um, so production really helps. Plus, we just, you know, we were kids then. We're we're a lot better at our instruments now. <laughs> Naturally, well, you you went you went back to Will Putney for this record. It's the second time, I think. Uh, I think Extinctions was with Will, and this one is too. Why Will? Correct. Uh, yeah, he's he's great. He's great to work with for many reasons. Uh, he's uh, a truly talented musician, uh, producer, and engineer. Uh, he's a great guy. He does his homework on your sounds. He knows you and your strengths inside and out, your songs and your actual strengths as an individual player. And so we have full trust in him. So uh, even with lyrics, I'll submit lyrics. He, he wants to read them first. And if they're not 
up to par. He says, you got to change that. That's not good enough. And he won't write it for you, nor, nor do we ask him to. He's like, go, go do better. And it was it's frustrating at times because you think you do something good. And you're like, when you have full trust in this guy, you're like, all right, well, maybe maybe he's right. And you, and you dig deeper and you actually do do better. Um, <laughs> it's funny they came out like that. Um, but <laughs> you actually do better. <laughs> and uh, and it's you just have to put put faith in the process and put faith in the person that you hired to do, you know, to be your producer and engineer. Um, and yeah, I'd work with him forever. I, I love I love working with Will Putnam. Well, I love that you almost said you have to trust the process while being in Philadelphia. Uh, if, if you're not a basketball fan, that means nothing to you. But as a no. as a diehard Sixers fan, that you just almost said the line. All right, so that was good. Um, but uh, I love right. I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. Oh yeah, so you're fucking blacking out right now, and I'm loving it. By the way, but <laughs> the uh, the uh, oh, they're they're blowing it. I know they. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Butler, man. It's Jimmy Butler. I think I asked you most things I usually not I usually ask, but I wanted to ask you, but I want to ask you this. You've been doing it a long time. I keep saying that over and over. But what will it take for you to stop doing it? Uh outside of uh something bad happening with family, yeah. um uh you don't want to focus on negative things. To so stop doing this is if I just lose the, the, the ability to or the passion. Mm-hmm. Um uh we love traveling. We love playing together on stage. We love touring together. Uh, we love making music together. Uh, so we truly want to do this until we can no longer do it. Um, I know I was, I was quoted a couple months ago saying I want to, you know, do it longer than Ozzy. You know, he's in his 70s. <laughs> I have a long way to go for that. Uh, it, it would be uh, it'd be an honor to play uh, aggressive heavy metal for as long as, as uh, humanly possible. Um, I'll try to stay as healthy and as fit and as uh, uh, on top of my craft as I can for as long as I can. Let's go.
Please, of course, the next minute, this station will conduct a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. So there you have it. That was my conversation with Trevor Phipps of Unearth about the new record, The Wretched, The Ruinous, and a whole bunch more. The song you just heard was a song off of that record. It was Dawn of the Militant, which we talked quite a bit about. I highly suggest if you have been a fan of Unearth at any point in your life over the last 25 years that you dive into this record, let it wash over you. It's heavy. It's dynamic. It's a lot of fun. They do a lot of different unearthed things on this one. Things we haven't heard from them ever, quite frankly. That's a cool place to be on your 10th record in 25 years. And uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate Trevor taking his time to talk to me in his noisy bowl-rama or wherever the fuck he was in Philadelphia. I think it was the Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, he did a excellent job of trying to get that interview to go smoothly. His things that I edit out that you wouldn't know. Uh, and this was the same for Samantha Mobley of Frozen Soul the other day, too. When people are doing these interviews, uh, band, band members, they're walking around trying to make sure their connection doesn't get fucked up because we're using Zoom and it happens all the time. They're walking away from other people who are being loud. They're going to find quiet spots uh, for a long period of time. It looked like Trevor was sitting at a fire exit uh, at the end of a hallway. And I appreciate his effort to make it happen. Um, makes my job a lot easier, makes everything a lot more listenable. And people definitely don't have to do that. And I've had people basically refuse to and just make you sit through the noise as well, because these guys got to do a lot of interviews. All right. A lot of them, especially somebody like Unearth, who uh, does a lot of press and that's their choice. And I'm happy that they do. And I'm glad he takes the time to talk to people like me. Because like I said, I've been a fan for a very long time and uh, I'm stoked to put something out there with Unearth's name on it. And again, for you to check out the new album, The Wretched, The Ruinous, out everywhere almost a month now. So you've had your time. I hope you check it out and enjoy it. I suppose that's going to be it for this week's episodes of Getting It Out podcast. I want to tell you to go to gettingitout.net right now. Check out what's happening with uh, Black House Records reissuing Tender Fury's final album. That's something you didn't know you needed, but you should look into it. It's very cool. It's uh, Tender Fury. It's um, it's Jack Grisham from True Sounds of Liberty, TSOL. He was also in The Joy Killer. Randy Bradbury, who played in Pennywise. Josh Freeze, who was just announced as the drummer of Foo Fighters. He's uh, replacing Taylor Hawkins, but he's been in a shitload of bands. Vandals, Devo, Nine Inch Nails. 
And then there's Frank Agnew on guitar. He was in the adolescence and 45 grave. Anyway, it's kind of like this overlooked record that came out in, I don't know what it was, 91, maybe. And uh, it's called, um, it's called, uh, if anger were soul, I'd be James Brown. And there's a new track, not new reissued track out today. Can't believe I'm still here. It's available over on getting it out.net. Go check it out. Go pre-order that record from black black house records and be on the lookout for a new episode of the podcast featuring Scott Roselle of black house records this month, June's label spotlight of the month. Also coming very soon will be episodes with MC Heiser of Skid Row Garage talking about the reopening of that Dominic Romeo of Endrain and uh, someone from Caligram UK death metal band black metal band I forget who's doing it but that'll be out pretty soon so keep your taters peeled always got new stuff for you here at getting it out.net getting it out podcast I'm going to leave you with a song, a song that I uh, put up on gettingitout.net just yesterday. It's from Texas death metal, groove metal, groovy death metal band, Throat Locust. This is called Gifted the Grave. Check it out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. All right, yeah, whatever. Fucking asshole.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.